What's up, Four Oaks East? Josh here with another edition of the occasional podcast. It is Tuesday morning, May the 5th. I hope you enjoyed Star Wars Day yesterday and looked at some adorable Baby Yoda pictures online, if that's your thing. We are definitely Star Wars people at the Hughes House, but when it comes to your enjoyment of Star Wars, it's a bit like wine or juice in communion, whatever your conscience uh, permits. And now that I've made that joke, I'm sad because we have not been able to take communion together uh, in quite some time, but we're believing for the day when we'll be able to do that soon. Uh, This morning, I got a chance to bask in the beauty of Psalm 23. It is hard to beat uh, the splendor and the comfort of this psalm and what it communicates about the heart of God and the comforts that we get to enjoy as His people. And I want to read it to you and make a few comments about it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I had a cassette tape as a kid that had recordings of my parents reading Bible verses and Bible stories, and I would listen to it while I was falling asleep. And one of the of the bits of recording that really sticks out in my mind was uh, my mom singing an arrangement of Psalm 23 in the King James Version, and I can still sing it to you to this day. And Psalm 23, because of that, became the first chapter of the Bible that I committed to memory as a little boy, and uh, I've always loved it. I know I'm not unique in that. Countless Christians uh, have loved Psalm 23. Uh, I recommend the reading of this psalm at every funeral I officiate uh, because of the rock-solid, trustworthy comforts it describes. And God is pictured here in in two roles. He is the shepherd and he is the host. And so the Lord is your shepherd. Um, that's a that's a, a metaphor that's employed throughout scripture to describe the way that God relates to his people. And it's worth noting, I think we've talked about this before uh, in a sermon, but the Bible isn't paying us a compliment when it calls us sheep. There's no animal more vulnerable than a sheep. A sheep basically is has a ton of natural predators and against every one of them, it is utterly helpless. And not only is a sheep vulnerable to attacks and to its enemies, a sheep's not very smart. A sheep will go from tasty patch of grass to tasty patch of grass right over the side of a cliff into its untimely demise. And so a sheep needs a shepherd to keep it safe from danger and to seek after it and find it when it strays from safe pasture and to bring it home. And the Lord is pictured here as the shepherd. And that that's a really important thing for us to note because it means that he's not too high and too important with the business of running the cosmos to come low and spend time down with the sheep. And that's why Peter's description of Jesus as the chief shepherd, which we're going to get to at the end of First Peter, is so wonderful and so precious to us. I'm reading a book right now called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, and he unpacks this central thesis that the heart of Jesus Christ, the animating center of who he is, is that he is gentle and lowly, as he says in Matthew chapter 11. And Ortland says that for Jesus, in saying that he's lowly, he's saying that he's accessible. 
He says, quote, for all his resplendent glory and dazzling holiness, his supreme uniqueness and otherness, no one in human history has ever been more approachable than Jesus Christ. He doesn't simply meet us at our place of need. He lives in our place of need. He never tires of sweeping us into his tender embrace. It is his very heart. It is what gets him out of bed in the morning. That's the Jesus that we belong to. And if that kind of Lord is your shepherd, then we have everything that we need today, and we shall not want. But Jesus is not only, uh, the Lord is not only the shepherd, the Lord is the host. He spreads a table for us in the place of danger and uncertainty. And this evokes uh, another scene that's that's mentioned in Psalm 78. Um, the psalmist is commenting on the wilderness generation who would begin to claim uh, to uh, to clamor and complain against God's provision of water and food in the desert. And in Psalm 78, beginning in verse 18, it recounts the wilderness generation's sins, and it says, "...they tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, "'Can God spread a table in the wilderness?' He struck the rock so that water gushed out and streams overflowed. Can he also give bread or provide meat for his people? And so we know the judgment on the wilderness generation is that they did not believe that God could spread a table in the wilderness. And the psalmist in Psalm 23 is taking comfort in his certainty that God can spread a table, a table of abundant provision and blessing for his people, whether they're in the desert or whether in the presence of enemies or whether they're even in the shadow of death. And if that's true, then we can trust Him to provide for us, to give us what we need in whatever situation we find ourselves today. He will always give us what we need. It may not be what we think we need, but He will always give us what we truly need. And so I was just encouraged in meditating on that today, and I would encourage you to do that as well. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you and will follow me all the days of our life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So may you be comforted and strengthened in that knowledge, and may you find rest for your soul in the Lord who is your shepherd and your host. I love you, but he loves you even more. And until I see you again, peace be with you.
Father, we confess that obedience is often difficult for us. We believe. Help us with our unbelief. We thank you that you know our frame. You remember that we're dust. And you give us your spirit. You give us your word. You give us your church to help us, help us to grow, and to help us to endure. So please bless our grace-motivated, grace-driven efforts to walk in holy obedience to you in every sphere of our lives. And may you be glorified in our bodies. We love you because you first loved us, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, Jesus loves you, and I do too. Hope you have a great day today. Hope you'll join us Wednesday night to pray. Peace be with you.